Ooh. Is that Chris Lynn? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy shit. Lenny Dog. Oh, okay. There you go. Like Big it. hitter. Big hitter. Oh. Look I'm at you. About. I'm up and about. You're, you're uh, all mulletless. Wait, where's me? <laughs> oh. God. My camera's not working. Oh, great work. <laughs> Didn't want to test run it beforehand, mate. Nah, nah, nah. What a guy. All right. Let's re Yeah, so it. I'm uh, I'm donning the Chris Lynn Brisbane Heat. Massive logo on the front of this thing. Massive logo. Two and a half, big. three centimeters from the collar, and then it's like six centimeters from the hem. Big B, Brisbane Heat, all on the oh, front. Oh, now I feel left out. What have I got? <laughs> oh, he's going to change. We're not even three minutes in and he's going to change. He's already, he's gotten uh, jealous. Well, I didn't know this was a cricket episode. And a Teal and Black <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah right. I guess I've got <laughs> some sort of... What, what do you got on there, Nick? Uh, it's a remake of the sort of 2000 Black Caps jersey uh, when they won the Champions Trophy. So this was sort of 2020. It only ever got played in once, I think, because of COVID. So, uh, yeah, it's the half-half with the black on the bottom, Fern, and the teal through the top. So and they had big red like numbers it. on the back. I don't think I've seen that one before. That's great. Not on me, you haven't. Not on, no, <laughs> not on you. <laughs> and Mr. Kit, Kitty Cat. Yes, cool kid, yeah. I, I am up and about firstly, but I'm rocking the, I think it's the first Miami Heat City jersey, uh, Vice Knights, I think they called it, Dwayne Wade, uh, 100% authentic, didn't get it from China because we don't condone that sort of behavior. And uh, yeah, it's my favorite jersey at the moment. Similar sort of vibe, guys, I reckon. We're all going with? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. Yeah. I can see the... I do <laughs> I love that jersey, though. <laughs> the synergy between us all. It is my favourite of the Miami Heat versions. I think, what is it, four, five, six years they've been running now, I think. That's still the best one, the first one, in my opinion. Yeah, we get... I like um, the, um, the like, full-on blue one with the blue base. Yeah, that was the next year, I think. That was good yeah. too. And then, then they went. A, did they go a gradient? They went the pink to pink to sky gradient. Yeah. Yeah, didn't love that, but um, yeah, awesome guys. What um, what have you been working on this week, Nick? Anything interesting? Uh, me? Uh, yeah, obviously finishing off um, the Tonga netball stuff. I've been working on. Papua New Guinea, uh, more softball Victoria, having to get samples out to them. So um, not as busy as I have been the last few weeks, but yeah, this week getting some stuff um, signed off. How about you guys? Yeah. Right. I, uh, <clears throat> I've been on holiday in Melbourne, as you guys know, for a week and a half, which is nice to get, <clears throat> to get down there and uh, got into Brisbane Tuesday night and then jumped straight in a plane to Townsville to meet the Cowboys Wednesday morning. So that was good to talk all things 2023 and lock a few things in. So, uh, yep, trying to get back into the swing of things today. What about you, Mason? 
I uh, I spent all day doing photo shoots for Firebirds for merch and and product. So yeah, big day, big big week lead up getting that all planned. I don't know whether you guys have ever planned and ran a shoot before, but yeah, it was hectic. Whole lot of merch, whole lot of um, brand collateral for us to use for socials and e-com store. Um, yeah, the ladies were great. It was good. Awesome. Very nice. All righty. Shall we get into it? Let's go. Welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories, and nonsense of the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason, and with me is Mr. Historian Nick. Evening, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. And the mustachiest, mulletless, lean, mean, excitement machine, Kit. Mate, that's some very nice words you've said about me. Mustache gone, mullet gone, (laughs) I'm a new man, I'm up and about. Uh, this podcast has had more restarts than any Gold Coast Fard franchise. We've changed oh, dates, we've tinkered with logos, we've restarted, we've gone on hiatus, and now we're here on a Thursday night. I'm tucking into a coffee, I'm up and about. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Um, do you want to uh, start off by just giving the listeners a bit about yourselves? Kit, do you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, mid-cough, but... Um, I, uh, so my name's Kit Lusive, originally from Perth. Uh, I was that annoying kid who was, you know, used to draw AFL logos and then became that annoying kid who illegally torrented Photoshop and, you know, would scour the message boards with, with fan concepts and then, uh, somehow started my own little teamware business. Um, got sued at 22 for doing the wrong thing, copyright, copyright, uh, was and then got into the industry was at classic sports for a few years and now have landed as a head designer at dynasty sport um we've got four nrl teams super rugby team and a few other things in the works so um stoked to be involved in this great podcast with you two men mason what why don't you tell us a bit about yourself yeah, uh, I am a designer turned uh, manager for commercial and retail, uh, working at Valor Sport in Queensland. Uh, history in netball, long history in netball, working with Firebirds, Sunshine Coast Lightning. Uh, also worked with a few sporting organisations in Australia, uh, state bodies, so net- Netball Queensland, Hockey Victoria, Softball Victoria, Softball Australia. Um, and yeah, this podcast has been a thought of mine for about four years and only really started coming into existence and being built when the, when the pandemic start. And, and as Kit, you mentioned, it's been a few false starts and a few technological, uh, stumbles along the way, but, um, yeah, we're here now and, and keen to kick this off. Nick, what about yourself? Yeah, Nick. Uh, my name's Nick from um, New Zealand originally. I moved over about a month before the pandemic hit to, to Brisbane, Australia. So uh, I got in just before everything hit the fan. Um, two years into the job and I'm um, the head designer at 
game clothing um and we work like a lot of teams in, in terms of netball and softball softball australia the queensland firebirds central pulse over in new zealand um a few international teams here and there and um bit of a bit of a sort of sports jersey nerd so um been wanting to get into the industry for 20 years or so and finally did it um so here we are yeah sweet well let's um let's let's get this podcast rolling and uh jump into the news from from the last week so guys jump in if there's anything you specifically want to want to stop and dive a little deeper into First up, we've got the NBL Indigenous Round jerseys. This is from nbl.com.au. NBL Indigenous Round will be staged across rounds 14 and 15 of the season and will celebrate, recognise and acknowledge Indigenous culture across Australia and New Zealand. Starts off uh, on March 4, Adelaide 36ers host the South East Melbourne Phoenix at Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Yeah, awesome. In in total, it's uh, really well done. I think we touched on it a couple of days ago, but for the most part, they're great. My favourite would be the Adelaide team. Uh, I think theirs is good, but yeah, pretty pretty stoked all around. Yeah, overall, I think yeah, pretty successful. A few few minor misses here and there, but yeah, the Indigenous rounds across all the sporting codes. Uh, bringing in the the big guns now i think they finally worked it out just to uh i've just got in our notes here that um indigenous artist shanae sutton i believe is her name uh great follow on instagram probably some of the best indigenous work that i've seen um she's done a heap of stuff for uh in the you know sports landscape but also i think she's done stuff on coins and whatnot so if you haven't already i'd jump on and give her a follow on instagram because um yeah i think she's by far the best that i've seen so she's heavily involved in this round by the looks of things which is great yeah and um the the sort of referees uniforms as well designed um by jackie dover so one of the or the first female indigenous referee in the league um so that's something pretty special as well wearing yeah there's they're doing a few really positive things with the um, with the uh, indigenous up and coming athletes as well. I read, I think, in this article or another one around uh, putting in a, a soft cap for the indigenous um, up and coming athletes for teams. So there's a lot there. I encourage anyone to go and um, have a read at nbl.com.au. Uh, switching over now to the MLS Major League Soccer jerseys. Uh, 2023 kits, uh, 2022 kits, uh, dropping or being released, and uh, not, uh, I think they're going to include the Adidas, the new kit Adidas logo for next year, so they're missing out on this year. But, um, yeah, there's a few good ones there. I'm a LAFC fan, and yeah, I'm a big fan of where they're in that space. That's something I've seen, uh, you try before. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a bit bit of a fan of using the the deco art deco yep. on on some of that kit. Definitely in that watermark, so they're definitely hitting yeah. hitting my taste. I'm a huge fan of um, Houston Dynamo's new away kit as well. So that same similar sort of idea that tone on tone black with the the orange detail, um, and then the Portland Timbers like we posted the other day as well. That's a bit bit out there and a bit different. So uh, all very cool. Alrighty, uh, may have seen during the week Brisbane Lions Indigenous uh, 
AFLW Indigenous Guernsey. So this is from lions.com.au. The Lions will wear their 2022 AFLW Indigenous Guernsey designed by Ali Anderson on Sunday, February 27th against West Coast. Um, reading into this a little bit more, I think the she designed the Guernsey with all of the club in mind. So getting a bit of inspiration from Christensen a few years ago. She not only designed based on the players, but all of the admin and, and everyone within the team. So a big group um, collective team effort from the design on that one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, interestingly, have you got the link up in front of you? Uh, yeah. yeah, I can get it up. Yeah. Can you see that emu that they've used there? <laughs> I know where this is going, but uh, yeah. Enlighten me. Uh, do we want to drop this bombshell in episode one? Go on. So interestingly, interestingly enough, uh, that emu that they're using is actually stolen artwork, uh, which I actually commissioned for uh, my personal clothing range. So um, this is the first that I've seen that, and I'm kind of a little bit taken back, actually. Now um, the lower back. This is on the rear. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Back below the the sponsor. Yeah, yeah, so I might have to send some emails about that. Um, yeah. yeah, do that. A little lost for words, but yeah, continue. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow, wow. Alrighty, uh, moving on. So Giants Netball. So this is from uh, GiantsNetball.com.au. They have released their home dress for the 2022 season. The design of the artwork has been crafted to symbolize the Giants DNA, representing the connection between the players, the club and the fans and paying homage to the journey Giants Netball have taken since entering the competition in 2027. Uh, full, di full disclosure here, I work for the apparel company that um, designed and supplied this gear and not being biased at all, but it is probably one of the uh, best dresses in the SSN that I have seen ever. There's so much uh, time and effort that's been put into that. And um, yeah, all of the finishing touches, just stepping back from an artistic point of view and the delivery. Um, yeah. Uh, when I saw it a couple of months ago, um, yeah, I thought it was amazing. So, so did you design this or was it someone else? No, this is my, this is my colleague. Um, mm -hmm. Um, who designed this, um, yep. but obviously a lot of uh, working with Giants Netball on that to come up with something a little bit different and add a, adding some extra features. And, yeah, I think the team has done a fantastic job with it. Is that like a silicon detail on the back that I see? Yeah, so we've got silicon uh, along the back uh, stand. Um, the oh. yeah, yeah, there's a silicon G on the front. I think the Giants were keen to get away from Giants Netball, sorry, were keen to get away from just having a, a solid G on the bottom of their dress. So to tone that down, we've gone with um, adding a, the silicon heat seal texture to it in the G down there. And then also uh, along the back underneath the names there, there's some black on um, silicon as well. Not to mention uh, two levels of fabric. Uh, so uh, flat, uh, flat locked, I think, along the front. Um, so you're actually getting t two levels of texture of fabric along the collarbone elements there. 
Is this a paid adver- advertisement for Valor? No, man. No, it's not, man. It's not. All right. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, uh, moving on. So this is from Sports Techie, written by Andrew Cohen, NBA Metaverse Coach. So the NBA Commissioner Adam Silver introduced Coach Nat, which is NBA Augmented Telepresence, at the All-Stars Tech Summit in Cleveland this past weekend. The computer-generated coach can virtually teach basketball to anyone inside the Metaverse, according to the league. Um, you can read that full at sportstechie.com, but in summary, it's, it's the first step. And I know this is, you know, on the edge of our levels of discussions in sports apparel and design, but I think it's going to open up the floodgates over the next few years around what's happening in the metaverse and AR and VR, um, around your experiences with sport. So it's keen to, uh, keep a keen eye on that. This is, uh, so moving on, uh, Dortmund kit contest. So more than 15,000 design submissions for the home jersey for 23-24. Cannot enter anymore, but to expect to see the top nine uh, picks with voting to start on those on the 25th of February. State of origin. Yep. Oh, sorry. Um, No, I just know your your thoughts on... uh kit competitions so yeah i was gonna say actually had to, uh had to put is, that one in for you mason's kryptonite it really boils his blood doesn't it it <laughs> puts on his tinfoil cap and um it's rigged and do we move on quickly or should we let him go uh, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't mind talking about it for a little bit i mean <laughs> what i find interesting is that it's the home kit right is that correct design uh, or is it, let me they haven't stated I'm yes, it is sure. a home jersey. Home yeah, jersey. 23, is, 24 home jersey. Which is massive, right? Like it's it's one thing designing a third or an alternate kit, but, um, you know, once you start talking about, and for, for all us jersey enough is there, the home jersey is, you know, you know, the forefront of your club's DNA. So some lucky fan is going to get the opportunity to, you know, almost create history for this club, which is awesome. Mm. And... Um, Borussia Dortmund are a, a club that's very strong on their branding. Um, well, within you know within the last 10, 10 years or so, they've sort of come out and said there will never be another color on our kit than yellow, black, and white, and that sort of includes the away and the third jerseys. So, um, yeah, often you see black away jerseys with like a grey third, for example. So this is a club that's really sure on who they are and what they want to be. So to for them to allow a fan to design it is, is a pretty big step. To confirm on their branding. I like it. Uh, moving on. Maroon's 2022 jersey has been dropped. So this is from QRL.com. Uh, Michael Hillier from QRL Media. A modern take on the classic maroon and white jumper. The jersey features a tribute to the 40th anniversary of the 1982 Maroons, playing homage to a team featuring greats including Wally Lewis, Mal Meninga, Gene Miles and Vorton, who combined to win their first ever three-match Origin series. Nice neutral, uh, sorry, a nice clean design. I think that's when the Maroons do it best, just sticking with the maroon. Clean, inoffensive. Um, I'm, I know they're our competitor, but 
pretty big fan of some of the stuff that Puma does, and I think they've done pretty well here. Uh, I think the Maroons jersey's been good for a couple of years, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I was a, a big fan of the sort of the gold touches that Canterbury had in there, so I'd like to see a bit of that come back. But, yeah, Puma's done done nice jerseys since they since they got the Maroons contract, so can't yeah, complain agree. too much. Yeah. Okay, uh, jumping in now on the SSN. So future expansion is on the card. So this is from Emma Greenwood at the Curry Mail. Super Netball boss Kelly Ryan has confirmed six, uh, expansion is on the cards for the world world's premier competition at the end of the current broadcast deal with Gold Coast, Tasmania, Newcastle, and regional Victoria among the bidders to have shown interest in launching teams. That's on the on the back of this uh, this weekend's preseason Team Girls Cup in Melbourne. And is that all to do with that's a sort of broadcasting uh changeover is it so it allows for oh yeah that's it yeah so and... broadcasting runs out the 26th uh the 20, 20 26 season so that's when their current broadcasting arrangement ends and i think to be honest at that point they're they're really the, the league's really at a point where they've got the depth there to add in you know two more at least two more teams that's that's my belief anyway and then was it one after the the split with new zealand and then since entering the league in 2017, uh, uh, Collingwood Magpies, uh, the Sunshine Coast Lightning, and uh, GWS. GWS, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Moving on to our last bit of news. So this is the New Zealand's NBL expansion. So this is from Stuff.co. Queenstown will be the second expansion team to join New Zealand's NBL in 2024 after having their bid to join the competition approved. Four teams were shortlisted to join the league with only two granted entry. The Queenstown team will join the Bay of Plenty Stingrays, who had their place confirmed in December last year. Queenstown's team and logo will be revealed at a later date. Yeah, Queenstown wouldn't be a bad place to to ply your trade and being a bit of a tourist destination. So let's hope some of their branding is as good as, is as good as the place. All I've taken out of that is that New Zealand calls their basketball league the NBL, which is obviously what Australia does, right? So. Oh, it was very confusing. When I was uh, putting the, the news together for this week, I got really excited at the start thinking that the NBL itself was expanding again after just bringing in the Jack Jumpers. Uh, but then... Um, yeah, I read a bit more and discovered that it's actually New Zealand's NBL. So, Nick, how many of these teams do you think you could name rapid fire off the top of your head? What a uh, Auckland! I think the Pirates or something from Auckland. Um, nope, no. So, so none. Yeah, something to do with. Looks like there's an like Auckland Huskies, sailing. which is, is a Huskies now. Cool logo. Shit. Canterbury Rams, which looks a bit like the uh, Chicago Bulls. I know don't, don't forget the Stingrays. I'm a big fan of the Stingrays. <laughs> and I don't even come from New Zealand. I can't find the Stingrays, but... Um, Hawks, they're at Hawks the Bay, Bay of Plenty. Hawks Bay, Bay Hawks, which ha- has yeah. got the most horrendous logo I've ever seen. Perhaps second only to the Southland Sharks. So um, I'll drop the link for us. Yeah, the <laughs> old uh, NZNBL isn't exactly something I could tell you much about. I love stumbling. Stum, sorry, I love stumbling across random leagues and and just being able to feast on the uh, eight or ten logos that they have, especially when they're a little bit semi-professional, like this league might be. Yeah, 
you can seriously dive into some rabbit holes on this stuff, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, should we actually jump then into our episode topic for the week? Absolutely. That's like a good way to go. Yeah, sweet. All righty. So I thought it'd uh, be a, a great topic to launch our podcast with uh, launch, disappointing launches and rebrands. Which we hope our podcast will be anything but, right? Right. <laughs> totally with the opposite. So I want to start off with one that's very close to home for us and Kit, I know very close to your heart. And that is the not Redcliffe Dolphins. Yes, the uh, the location unknown dolphins. Um, yeah, to me, to make it simple, what they've done is been disappointing to date. I mean, obviously they've left off a location for various reasons, which you sort of understand, but it, it sort of mean, leaves you in no man's land, I reckon. Um, the logo, lack of personality, lack of character, lack of culture, big fail. It just doesn't do it for me. Um, but like, it's just very uninspiring. I, I loved what, yeah, I think this was off air, but I love what you s- said about the, the logo, which um, escapes me now. <laughs> but uh, just I think basically reading between the lines, they've looked at the Rabbitohs and how the, the Rabbitohs are able to just have the rabbit on their jersey and have most of Australia know what that s- signifies. Redcliffe are looking to remove the first few steps of that and just jump straight into that, which is a bold move um, and one which I, I can't see happening. But, I mean, it's hard to call it a fail. They're not even off the ground yet. We'll see what happens. We'll see if there's any backflips, but I haven't enjoyed it so far. It's a fair call to make. So I reckon when we're going through these, why don't, why don't we consider, is it a fail? Did it fail? Or is it just a perception of a fail based on some public media and then if it did fail why do we reckon it failed is it a complete misunderstanding from the organization is the logo or the brand being built from committee like with this one is there too many um too many agendas at play here like i know the panthers have tried to do the same thing right the Mm -hmm. most recent panthers logo they've dropped any text from it and it's just the panther i i don't think technically the logo is great it's effective but I don't think it has the same value that the bunnies have. And I think it's it comes down to the simplicity of the bunny. The bunny yep. is nearly a silhouette, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that the dolphins have hit the mark on it. Uh, I don't think the panthers necessarily have hit the mark on it too, but at least they've got some history behind them. Absolutely. So with the Redcliffe dolphins, is it too many agendas at play here? Have, have we got the NR... Have we, Got the NRL saying, we don't want you to just be Redcliffe because Redcliffe isn't a big enough population. Is it, um, like you say, the, the, the higher ups in the brand going, well, if we're not having, if we're not having Redcliffe on the name, we're not going to have dolphins as well. And we're just going to go, is it, um, just use the symbol. And I haven't seen any information around and I've searched on who has uh, created this dolphin. Like, without putting it too bluntly, it looks like a stock dolphin. It doesn't even look like someone's <laughs> Does um, look a bit like been that. commissioned. So I'd, I'd be really keen to see more from the organization on this I brand. Th- what does this brand mean? 
I think that has been uh, mentioned in the media, um, the agency that worked on this. It just, it reeks to me of trying to cast a net, you know, too wide, too far and, and catching nothing as, as a result. And too fast. Um, yeah. Rushed. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the previous logo that they've probably had the last 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah. Very cartoony, um, very over the top a little bit, but I would prefer that to what they've landed with, right, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, being sort of, you know, such a huge brand in, in the lower divisions and then that being the reason why you've been given the license into the NRL, you'd just wonder why that's been lost in the latest rebrand. Fair to say, it just lacks personality. Yeah. And keeping in mind, guys, that this is a brand, this is, you know, what they're putting forward to tell young kids, hey, guys, support us instead of the big, bad Brisbane Broncos, right? Yep. Um, Anyway, watch your space. We'll see how that unfolds in the next... 12 months, 18 months, five years. So we could be wrong. So you're right. We could be. Uh, so out of 10 not Redcliffe Dolphins, how many Dolphins do you give it? Three Redcliffe Dolphins out of 10. Three not Redcliffe Dolphins out of 10. Three Dolphins out of 10. <laughs> Three Dolphins out of 10. <laughs> Definitely not located in Redcliffe. Nick, what about you? Sorry, say that again. <laughs> How many not Redcliffe Dolphins out of 10 are you giving the Redcliffe Dolphins? Yeah, look, it's it's not great, is it? Um, even when you see sort of the word mark teamed with with the logo, it sort of doesn't look like they belong together. So, it's a great um, point. Yeah, the yeah, word mark sucks. It's, Sorry. it's, it's not, um, not something I'm going to rate pretty highly. <laughs> All right, um, Washington Commanders. So this is, again, uh, co- quite fresh, quite new, 2022. Uh, coming off the back of Washington Football Club. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, these guys um, obviously dropping the Redskins name. Um, for two years, they've been known as the Washington Football Team, which looks great on Madden when you see the team names and it's just football team. Um, <laughs> So they've been trying to come up with something for the the last couple of years, obviously. And I think I think it's a little bit safe. I think mm. they've sort of had to think about not offending anyone and being America. You know, it's everything can be can be seen that way. So um, they've they've gone with something that's obviously relating to the city and and to the sort of the military and and stuff like that. Um, I don't hate the the whole logo and the W and the, the branding of it all. Um, to be honest, I prefer the font of the football team version. Um, but the black jerseys are, are good with the the way the names are set out and um, all of that. The away jersey, not happy with it, the white. Uh, but, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? Once again, incredibly safe, right? And it yeah. feels like they've tried to almost um, become a team with a very basic, simple, you know, timeless classic motive like a Green Bay Packers or, you know, 
like a Cleveland or something like that, that they try to get there from the beginning without realising that these clubs come from so much history and, and haven't had that to pull back to, whereas these new friend, or new rebrands are trying to get there in one step. Um, incredibly safe. I mean, it's inoffensive, but doesn't do too much for me. Interesting. It's a hard call, think, though. It's a hard call because it is a team that does have history. Yeah. And so what, like, what do you do? Do you go... I need something that's fresh and jazzy and, you know, you, you're nearly faking that hype in some aspect or do you go with something that's quote-unquote safe and yeah. try and rebuild and start again? Like it's, I don't love it. Uh, I, think I think there were a few other options that were... You know, I was more keen on. I think uh, Red Tails was one. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I do recall reading that the organization was keen to steer away from anything that had red in it. Um, I think Red Wolves mm. was another one that they mentioned in their article or were mentioned in articles around it. I just don't think, you know, a club that does have history, when you go through a change, you, you play it safe and you try and rebuild and build the commander brand off that or do you go something that's too hyped like i suppose the next one that we're going to talk about and nearly feel like you've gone too far you know um yeah i'd say you know five out of ten not redcliffe dolphins for this one i don't hate it i don't love it yeah four out of ten uninspiring rebranded rebranded w's for me yeah, yeah, definitely a bit the same. I think, like we say, you know, the obviously sticking away from anything with red in it, but, you know, if something's seen as a bit non, you know, non-politically correct, surely you can do something that uh, respects that, that culture that they've been told to sort of be careful with. Yeah, fair call. Uh, one that I love... And I, I know we've talked about this off air before. Is Tasmania Jack Jumpers? I love this branding. I love this brand. I love what they've done. Basketball. I feel like you've got more uh, ammunition. The, the, a license, um, right? You've got more license to be a bit more fun and loose with your naming. And Jack Jumpers just rolls off the tongue. I think they've executed the the color combos well. The logo is not perfect, but I still do really like it. Um, oh man, I, I'm I'm super keen on this. What they've done with this branding, and so close to home too. The Jack Jumpers being a, an insect of Tasmania, uh, I love an, an it. An ant, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've just smacked the last couple of brands that were brought up for having a lack of personality. Well, this is the opposite. <clears throat> Talk about unique and. You know, location specific, um, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I I love the colors. I think they've absolutely nailed that. Jack jumpers doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but as you said, there's that license there with with basketball teams. Um, I'm a fan, Nick. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a pretty good um, little launch for them. Um, just technically, you know, I think the obviously the logo works well and. Uh, the word mark going with the little icon, um, the text, you know, fits well with that. Color's great, like you say. Um, 
and that's something you want you want to relate it to your city and you want that fan recognition straight away and i think they've got that um you know being an island on their own there will be that tribal tribal link to the team so good to see them playing on that straight away and i'm not sure if you remember the other ones that were shortlisted but just to quickly run through them there was the tasmanian tridents the timbers the pride the jack jumpers and the mountaineers uh so i think it came down to tridents and jack jumpers and obviously jack jumpers prevailed so some very interesting names there something so unique eh? it's you know no one's ever been called the jack jumpers before so it's not not done and it's not tired um so all around big tech and great yeah. to see a uh, a Tassie team that's not the Tasmanian Devils or Tigers or you know, sure. not that they'd probably own the rights to any of those names, but um, yeah, unique personality. Oh, I, yeah. I give yeah. it maybe eight obscure Tasmanian insects out of ten. Nice. Yeah, I think the other thing that some people also forget when you're reading in the forums and all the comments on social media around this is the copyright and who owns the names. And um, I know I've worked with organizations and associations in the past that have wanted to use a team name or uh, some sort of imagery in their logo and they've just been striked down and even things as simple as lions or tigers these days, um, it's really difficult to get those things across the line. So using that Jack Jumpers, definitely um, they wouldn't have had any issues. Just another note is that apparently Tasmanians nominated almost 10,000 suggested names, which is interesting. So I, I, you can imagine some of the crazies that were on those list of 10,000. Jesus. They were yeah. obviously ready for a team then. <laughs> So you're waiting for an AFL team, perhaps. That's, that's right. Uh, so I'm going to give it uh, nine V patches out of uh, out of ten. I, I love it. I'll go smack in the middle then. I'll give it eight and a half. Very good. Another one here, fellas, uh, is uh, the Adelaide Thunderbirds. So full disclosure again, uh, this is uh, currently under the company that I works for um, client portfolio is the Adelaide Thunderbirds. So uh, not, not with them at the time of this rebrand, but uh, early on in their existence, they were aligned with Port Adelaide and used silver and teal uh, in their colors and branding. And when that partnership came to an end, the, the organization decided to switch out the, the black, uh, the teal and silver and go with something that was more identifiable for them. A great move in switching up to the bold pink, soft pink and white, um, which I think they've executed really well over the past, geez, uh, what's his 2011 was the, the rebrand. So the past 10, 11 years, um, where I think they may not have quite hit the mark was with the logo. So I don't know whether you guys have it up in front of you there, but the, the logo is this full illustration of what I can only describe as uh, race car superhero type character with the the text going up on angles and hair flowing and, and flicking around and um yeah I, I don't know how how this one is going to hold up for too much longer in the digital age and digital space of, of where we are with branding so just a translation there is that mason wants to sit on the fence because he's scared of speaking the truth 
Um, I think I've been very fair. I'll jump straight into it if you like. This might surprise you because we spoke about this uh, last week. I must be in a better mood now because I actually quite dig it. I. Oh, I'm a fan. <laughs> last week, I think um, we could probably dig back on the recording. I think I described it as the shittest logo I've ever seen. I quite like it now. It actually, it, it's got a bit of a vibe of, you know, Redheads matches, you know, that bird on the front of that. I sort of get a bit of a vibe, bit of a vibe on that. A little bit Jetsons. I'm not sure if you guys are old enough to remember that cartoon. Uh, the hair is a little bit... <laughs> I'm much wiser than you, Mark. Oh, righto. That was a dig at Nick, who's, what's he, 20, 23, something like that. Just turned 27, mate. <laughs> I don't mind the logo. I, I think it could be simplified a bit. The hair's a little bit crazy, but um, might have caught me in a good mood. I don't mind it. What's in that coffee? Yeah. You don't want to know. Nah, I'm sticking to my guns. <clears throat> Completely disagree with Kit. <laughs> This is um, something I was really upset about when it came out and still am. I preferred the the sort of <laughs> Adelaide Power, uh, you know, the, the Power sort of branding with the teal and the silver and black. I thought, you know, they had a good good thing going there and, you know, they were a championship winning team at the time. This just looks like some 50s pop art stuff that, nah, it's, it's too much. The angle of the text is you know hugely angled um too much hair going on and different curves and directions and it's not the one for me <laughs> so why do you think it failed then in your opinion what what what's there that you know was it rushed is there too many things at play i think what they what they had was you know quite sort of simple and good to go across different media, different technology with, you know, the sort of strong shapes and, and what they had. Um, this, so much going on, it's it's going to be hard to put across different media. And um, to be honest, I didn't like that they changed to the pink. I much preferred the, the teal. Um, so all around, it was just wrong for me. Interested to see what a mono version of this logo would look like. Um, that could be a little bit interesting. And but that's something that's going to be hard to do, you know. <laughs> yeah. With, with that. Yeah. So uh, all in all, I give it six fierce, independent space women's out of ten. <laughs> Mason, you're laughing. Don't don't mute that, mate. I need that. <laughs> okay. Edit, editing a laugh track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, I I think I'll go for for uh, what, uh, what's what's the robot from Jetsons for? Is it Stacy? You're older yeah. than me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, oh, I can't remember. I'm trying to do the song in my head. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, for George Jetsons. Good, good. Zero. Oh. 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 I can't stand this one. Get it off my screen. <laughs> wow. Get it off my screen. All right, mate. Take that. Take that uh, angry attitude into our next one. <laughs> Here we go. And Juventus. Um, 
Yeah, Serie A, probably the most successful team they've had. Uh, Juventus from Turin. Obviously, a couple of years ago, they rebranded from what was a traditional football logo into this sort of modern age brand, you know, designer brand sort of logo, a J stylized into a into a badge shape. Um, at the time, it obviously got a lot of flack for not being traditional and and not being what has always been in football. Uh, and I sort of thought so at the time, but as as we've gone um, further into it, it's definitely grown on me. Um, and it's obviously great for for different medias and, and different applications and stuff um, with the simple design. So what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, well, this is one that we put out on the forums too. And needless to say, uh, the your assumptions that this may have been a failed rebrand Nick have gone on very passionate ears and and everyone I think on the forum was very pro this brand, a rebrand, as am I actually. Uh not a not a traditionalist in any sense for European football or the EPL. And I absolutely love this brand. I think they've executed it really well. It's it's pretty hard to go wrong, I think, with black and white, black and white stripes, but the, the use of the shield, the ability to apply the brand across so many mediums. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I, I love it. It definitely works as a brand, doesn't it? Yep. And Hit. let's just get this straight. We asked the question. <laughs> I don't like it. I prefer the traditional badge that they previously had. It wasn't perfect. It had some flaws, but a little too abstract for me. Um this could work in, like you've sort of alluded to, some sort of execution, but um, as the main badge on the front of the jersey, it, it doesn't do it for me. Call me and old and boring and What about the, the sort of previous brand that you prefer, other than it being sort of the traditional option? The previous logo? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I just prefer it as a more traditional-like badge. Uh, I didn't mind the the gold through it, which yeah, don't know if that's unpopular to say. Um, obviously features the stripes in a less abstract manner than they are on the the J. Um, yeah, to me that that's what I think of when I think of Juventus. Yeah, and then the obviously the the silhouette of the animal in there relates to the city and stuff like that. They had their stars above it. Um, obviously, still do with the 30 championships but is the animal a zebra no nah, it's a um it's like a bull or Ooh, might have to edit this out for nick's credibility <laughs> Can we get a drum roll yeah toro so bull. you got yeah yeah yeah, yeah. mr historian <laughs> i know Did it um, used to be a zebra the they have had zebras like zebra design kits before um but Torino, the city, um, the other football team in the city, their logo is just the Toro or the also Italian logo museum. Guys, let's rate let's rate this one, and I reckon we fire off one more. So Nick, out of ten, uh, as a brand, very good. As a football brand, I'll give it seven or eight. Wow. Oh, I give it a five. 
I give it uh, 10 black stripes on a white horse. 10. Wow. Okay. Nick, fire us one more for us, mate. Yeah, where do we want to go to? Um, should we look at the, the Spain FA? Um, obviously, the the sort of association rather than the football team rebranded a couple of years back. Or oh, 2021, actually, so pretty recently. Um, gone from this full of character, maybe a little bit old-fashioned, but, but still very interesting, almost hand-drawn, yellow, red, white, and black logo to what's a very sanitized, very sort of big pharmaceutical company. Pharmaceutical, yeah. RFEF in a circle. Um, yeah. I don't know what there's not much more to say about it really. It's just a circle with some letters in it. Surely there's a middle ground, right? There has to yeah. be a middle ground, but I don't think anyone can argue that the the previous one was the answer. But the the, the new one is so bland and safe that you know, I think a lot of people would prefer the previous because it had some character and some personality. But there had to have been some sort of middle space. And I know, I think, Nick, you showed us some concepts which um, people did a much better job than what we ended up with. Yeah, for sure. That's sort of, you know, flattened out the circle and straightened up the lines, include the same RFEF layout, but much better with, with the colour in and, and the character sort of kept. You think the perception on this was to rebrand for a digital future? How that how it can be applied across digital? Like it's definitely the other one had a lot of personality to it. It definitely, in my opinion, needed a fix up. But yeah, certainly gone too far. Is is it built for screens? Is that what it's built for? It's built it definitely in a... feels like it's sort of been built in a in a lab, hasn't it? Built by executives rather than marketers. I disagree. I think it's built in a room full of snobby marketing people who think they're so far ahead of everything and this simplistic, minimalistic sort of yeah. trend and they've taken it too far. So the more I look at it, the angrier I get. So, yeah. He's up. <laughs> I get too cranky. <laughs> He's happy to. Need, need another coffee. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'll give it four four letters in a circle out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> four letters. I'll give it one. Oh, we didn't get another zero. One alphabet spaghetti's out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it pretty low too. Let's go two. So we're in the middle. Gee, you're a fence sitter. I'm a I'm a fair guy. All right, gents, let's move on to the Jersey React segment of the podcast where, Nick, each week you will share with us a interesting or unique jersey from the history books. Um, so this one was early 90s Fiorentina away kit. Um, so... To me, this is just this just screams nineties. Um, <laughs> the the Seven Up sponsor just is so perfect for. How's it's short? just so random. Um, there's a little bit of controversy about this kit. Uh, it was actually dropped uh, 
part way through the season and they they didn't wear it after a little while and they changed to a complete white away kit because there was uh claims that the design was a bit swastika-ish um and the the founder of Fiorentina actually had associations with people of that ideology so interesting kit it's a classic it, it has become a cult classic over time um especially with a couple of the players they had there at the time so see what you did there um, <laughs> for sure uh, i do yeah. not see the swastika no i don't no, either neither no. do i i yeah i've never seen not it see, not see. other than knowing the story I, i've never actually seen it no that's a great kit everything about it that's a great photo actually that hair is cracking yeah it's just everything about that screams like that early sublimation era of early 90s i think that um the the white on the the body makes it a lot more uh tolerable yeah yeah it's Um, it's a lot but it's not all i bet that's i bet that sells i bet they sell fakies of that still yeah yeah for sure the the home kit they wear as, you know, their home kit is full purple, so they couldn't use, they obviously couldn't put all over the kit, that pattern. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I actually see the um, <clears throat> the Red Hot Chili Peppers logo more than that. I I, I, yeah. The first thing that I saw was an asterisk, like, you know, as you said, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, that, you know, bold contour around the edges, yeah. asterisk. And then I started thinking, is there a Winter Olympics? kit for perhaps canada or maybe even russia that has used something very similar to that as far as you know having that bold um contour around around whether it's you know the maple leaf or or something else like that um yeah but yeah i don't see oh actually i do see the swash sticker (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, if you look just to the um the center of the, the lotto logo or just to the to the right wearing or to the left view uh no, sorry, to the left wearing or to the right viewing of the lotto logo. Yeah. Yes, you can yeah, see I it. Yeah, can see it there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it was an yeah interesting story because of the the links with the uh, founder of the club and and stuff. Um, All right, fellas, I reckon that's the show. Unless there's uh, any late news or anything to add, do we read out our uh, single comment we've got in our socials? <laughs> yes, you can. So uh, we'll uh, touch on the mailbag. So if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at fielders field of design podcast at gmail.com or shoot us a message at our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast. Uh, we did have a message here from our friend. Kurt Badman. Kurt Badman on the Dolphins unveiling. Kit, what does he say? Well, Kurt appears to be a designer himself from what I can see. Uh, Kurt has commented on our Instagram post commenting on the uh, disappointment of the Redcliffe Dolphins. Kurt says, couldn't agree more. It was a real opportunity to set the standard for design in the competition and bring the league into the modern setting. Would have loved some risk-taking or ultra-clean minimalist styling at the least. 
I really hope they step it up more as the club progresses and has more money injected into it. Well, they've got a lot of money, just quietly. Uh, Kurt then replies to himself and says, not that I'd do a better job myself. Give yourself a bit more credit, Kurt, because maybe you could. I reckon you could. I'd be proud if my work, I'd be proud if it was my work. I just wished for a bit more. And um, and I think we can probably agree with what Kurt said there. Um, have we got a prize pack? Does he win a, val- a Valor gift pack or something, Mason? <laughs> we'll send him out some. Some. <laughs> What's that? I see see something in the background. Yeah, that's a bit of stock from from today. Photo shoot. Oh, look, we'll, I think we'll get some field of design sticker packs or magnets or keep an eye out for some stuff later down the track. <laughs> get the merch. <laughs> All right, fellas, I reckon we might call it there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you made it that far. As I said, we're on Instagram at Field of Design Podcast. Send us an email, Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, next week, who knows? Are we going to get there? Hope so. Definitely. Definitely. Nick's excited. Nick's up and about. <laughs> I'm having it. Let's go. <laughs>